The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. Thank means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I am your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome, everyone, once again. Always glad to have you on the road with us. And I'm glad, of course, once again to be working with Nathan Miller. He keeps us on the even keel, staying in our lane, as it were. Today, I also want to give thanks to couple of friends, Wendy Burton and Ryan Logan. Those folks helped us set up this episode. They were the arrangers and on short notice too. We are grateful. Today, we're going to travel to Oklahoma, to the Tulsa region, and to the Muscogee Creek Nation. I have the privilege in a few minutes of interviewing William D. Lowe, a member of the Muscogee Creek Nation, He is a board member for the National Center for American Indian Enterprise Development and was recently elected Speaker of the Muscogee Creek Nation National Council. William Lowe has a long history of serving what has traditionally been called Indian country, and he credits his experience serving in the United States Marine Corps for inspiring his lifelong dedication to his community and his tribe. We're heading down Tulsa Way to tribal lands and all that they have to offer, and that is saying a lot. We'll be back with the interview right after this. This week on Wild Travels, an entire episode at one of the strangest festivals we've ever attended. Frozen Dead Guy Days in Nederland, Colorado, honoring a very dead Norwegian who resides in a shed under 1,200 pounds of dry ice. The festival features coffin races, a polar plunge, a parade of hearses, and a frozen t-shirt contest. Watch the fun Wednesday, September 28th on PBS. Check local listings. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. Kids studying in college, drinking too much caffeine, overloading on these energy drinks, they end up in the hospital. Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water, co-created with my uncle, Dr. Henry Heimlich, creator of the Heimlich Maneuver, who said, Anson, Alert Drives will save more lives than the maneuver. Whether you are driving, whether you are studying, whether you're just a tired mom, whenever you need to be alert, get Alert Drops. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. It's scientifically proven. It's doctor approved. Again, it's natural. It's been honored by the United States Congress. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. Are we there yet? That's not a question you'll be hearing while cruising around Nevada. That's because here in the road trip capital of the USA, that old cliche about it being the journey that matters more is actually legit. In Nevada, you can kick back in a crowdless state or national park. Gaze up at some of the nation's darkest, most star-studded skies. Meander among the world's oldest living trees. Have your breath stolen by the crystal clear waters of Lake Tahoe. All along the way, you will find the kinds of iconic, wide-open highways where road trip dreams are made. For insider tips about Nevada road trips and unexpected Silver State destinations, Order your free Nevada magazine and visitor guide today at TravelNevada.com slash travel dash guides. 
Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please, get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. Find out what the weather is on your route. Could be Route 66 or any route of your choice. Find out with the Drive Weather app. It shows the forecast at each point. Drive weather. Download today on the app or Play Store. So much for commercial activity. Now we get to the interview. I am delighted to present William Lowe. William, we are delighted to have you on American Road Trip Talk. Welcome, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you having me, Gary. A delight. And you're the first person I can recall, and I've been doing this show almost three years, to bring in somebody from one of the tribal nations. And it's about time. So we picked you and the Muscogee Creek Nation. You are a board member, not just a board member, but speaker of the Muscogee Creek Nation National Council. Big responsibilities, big jobs. And the inspiration came while you were serving our country, for which I give thanks. Very well done, sir. Thank you. Well, thank you, sir. I greatly appreciate it. The nation itself in Oklahoma, I'm sure our listeners would love to know the backstory about how this nation was created and became something of an economic juggernaut or certainly a success story based on efforts of people like yourself. Tell us the story. You bet, sir. You know, uh, Muscogee Creek Nation, we, our original homelands are Georgia and Alabama. You know, that's where our ancestors were, where, where we were established and in from, from the beginning of time. And in 1830, you know, we, some of us know about the Indian Removal Act. So our tribe were, was removed and a lot of people know it as the Trilliteers. So we were moved to what is modern day Oklahoma. So we moved and established, believe it or not, the city of Tulsa. You know, we had a tribal town uh, called Lojaboga that established their, their council fires under this council oak tree, which still stands today. And it was considered Tulsi town. And the, the rich history of the Muscogee Creeks in Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, we, we started that, that city. So, you know, it's, it's a we today we share it with the, with the Cherokee nation and the Osage nation. So Tulsa, you know, is one of the, Cities that's fairly lucky, not, not only their, their city government or county government, but they also work with three tribal governments, you know, and when I was serving the Marine Corps, you know, I was able to travel to Europe several times and, you know, being this is a more of a tourism type podcast, you know, that's kind of where I got my start in tourism and I would come home from all these, you know, I was just a country kid growing up in Eufaula, Oklahoma. I went and attended our boarding school and went straight into the Marine Corps. And when I would come home and tell my family and my friends of all the places that I've been, I had a knack to motivate people to want to travel. So for me, that's kind of where I got my, my start in the tourism industry. And, you know, initially in my career, 
after I, I served nine years in the, in the Marine infantry, I was able to get out of the Marines and I actually started working for Cherokee Nation and it was at a museum and was able to learn that history, even though that's not my tribe, that's where my family was living within their nation. And I was able to get my undergrads while I was working at this museum. And lo and behold, they would send me to the ITB, the travel show in Berlin. So I got to go to Berlin, Germany, back over to England and Scotland to, you know, not only promote Cherokee tourism, but cultural tourism. You know, back then I would say in, oh, it had to be 19, excuse me, 2004 and five is when I got started there. Cultural tourism wasn't really an established tourism feature yet. You know, like the state of Oklahoma, they would do all, they still do all these travel shows and have a great promotion team that, you know, they promote anything and everything Oklahoma. And, and they include the tribes as well. We're a great partner with them. But I would say in 2008, 9, and 10 is when tribes started really getting getting into their own cultural tourism and promotions. And with a lot of success stories, a lot of success to show for your efforts, I have to admit that I have driven by tribal lands in numerous states, and I have not been on tribal or reservation land except once in Washington State with the Muckleshoot tribe. That, and also, I have to take that back, William. You know, I'm shortchanging myself here. I've also been many times to the Tulela tribal lands as well. So I've got two that I could talk about. Your much more extensive experience indicates, however, that there is a kind of master strategy, it seems to me. If you're going to have a cultural presence and you're inviting the public to come visit you, you all knew that you have to have something to offer. And I, just going through this in preparation for our episode today, found that you have quite a lot to offer. And it's kind of multivarious. It isn't just the casino, though, mark my words, if I'm ever in the vicinity, I will be at that casino because they're a lot of fun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, we, you know, the the state of Oklahoma, I think the unique thing about us is we have 39 federally recognized tribes in our state. So, you know, this was one of the, I did an interview at the Boston Globe years ago. And when I mentioned this, it was, it was just a fascinating topic because every morning that we wake up, we have 40 different governments all working at the same time in the same state. So regardless of what tribe we are, background, we're all Oklahomans, you know, so that's the unique, one of the first unique things, but you know, I would say the strategy, marketing strategy that the tribes have, have established over the years. I served many years on this board called the American Indian Alaska Native Tourism Association, IANTA for short. If you ever Google it, there's numerous tribes that, you know, a lot of them don't have their own uh, capacity to manage or host their own tourism departments, per se. So IANTA is a great resource for them to give their information, their content, photos, et cetera, et cetera, to the IANTA uh, organization. And they help establish websites, maps, and, you know, push traffic to, to those remote places that don't necessarily have the means to promote themselves. And 
to me, those that are off the beaten path are one of the best places to visit. They are. They yes. because it becomes an adventure and a voyage of discovery. Certainly. Yes, sir. When and this is pretty timely, if anyone is within driving distance, you might want to consider in case you're making weekend plans. There is a program called Vision Ufala, and there's a mural there. It's a mural partnership. Guess what? They're having a big do today and tomorrow, September 24th. We're talking here in 2022. This podcast will be archived. So if you're in a position to do it and enjoy, you should. The Vision Follow Mural Partnership and their big event is going to involve, of course, food trucks. They've got a beer garden. They've got live music. And you have uh, headline artists. Seems to me that I believe the theme is Sunset at the Lake. Yes, sir, it is. You know, I actually grew up there in Eufaula. And, you know, for me, the Lake Eufaula is the biggest lake, biggest man-made lake we have here in Oklahoma. And I would say Oklahoma is definitely known for their man-made lakes because we have over 200 man-made lakes here that a lot of people don't know that. But, you know, for me, being out in the country growing up, too, I, I grew up swimming in ponds. So, you know, when I go out to the lake, I've never had the means to own my own boat, so I could only go out so far. But Lake Eufaula is a, a beautiful, you know, and I'm pretty biased because I grew up there. But, yeah, Lake Eufaula is a great place. The, the mural is going to be great. I think you've seen some beginning photos of it. And, and yes. the artist Joseph Hopkins is phenomenal. I haven't had the pleasure of meeting him in person, but I, I will during this festival coming up. But, yeah, it's going to be a great, great event. And the mural will be amazing for that city. And then I would be remiss if I did not give a central place to the presence of the River Spirit Casino Resort. Now, well, you were talking, you're talking to a guy that lived five years in Las Vegas. And since that time has been there countless times, I have a family that lived there. Now, I understand marketing. I understand the need to throw in some hype. But now, William, are you telling me that the River Spirit Casino Resort actually boasts the largest hotel in Tulsa? Yes, sir, it does. You're Seriously. Very, very wow. proud of it, you know, and our flagship partnership there, we have the Margarita Field. So we have the Jimmy Buffett Landshark Bar, five o'clock somewhere. And, you know, River Spirit's a four diamond resort. So, for us, Muskogee Creeks, we're very, very proud of this establishment. And I would be remiss without thanking all the council representatives, chiefs, executive branch, everyone that had the forward thinking to, to establish this type of money, you know, money generator revenue source that would be such a such a huge success to our tribe. So you, you go there any time of the week and it, it looks like a Saturday night every day. Isn't that great? I just love that. That's a great concept. William, I must ask you, was there, and I'm begging the question because I'm certain that there was, what was the central plan or better yet, what was the vision that you told yourselves, the visionaries of this project, such that this casino would not simply be another tribal casino? Sure, yeah. You know, I think there in Tulsa, you know, it's such a, it's such a phenomenal city that we needed to have that one big establishment that we could be known for. You know, we have 12 other casinos within our 11 county reservation, but this by far is the one that, you know, 
that's where the airport is. So everybody flies in and out of Tulsa. They, we have all the professional teams there, hockey, baseball, and, you know, it's just for us that forward thinking was great for us because, you know, I think even the partnership with Margaritaville, we have a Roots Chris Steakhouse in there. It's just a, a very classy, you know, we have a world-class uh, uh, Paradise Cove Entertainment Center. So we have some top-notch entertainment that comes in weekly. And, I mean, it's there's something to do for everyone. I'm curious to know, William, and I certainly hope to get there. It sounds like a great time, no doubt. I'm curious to know if you drew upon, whether it's Las Vegas, the great citadel of gaming, whether you took your planning, some of your inspiration from Las Vegas or perhaps other tribal casinos, one or more of which inspired you with the idea that, oh, you could do this differently. They did it this way. What if we take that and work it out so that it represents us in a way that will be very attractive to the traveling and gambling public? Yes, sir. You know, our CEO, Pat Crofts, he's a, a former GM from a, from a, a, uh, establishment in Las Vegas. So he cut his teeth and grew up out there and, and got his his uh, management of casinos out there, from my understanding. And when we brought him in, it, he pretty much was able to develop a, this phenomenal team of, you know, customer service, you know, all the attributes of, of a casino business he has put together. And, you know, he's still our CEO today and does great work. I, I can definitely say that we got a lot of consulting from the Las Vegas area and other tribal casinos, but I think Mr. Cross has done some wonderful, wonderful work for us. And I imagine that how, that's how it does work because you want to borrow expertise from the people who've been doing it a long time and extremely successfully. Definitely. You know, and, and the good part for me, you know, my I have a, uh, an MBA from Grand Canyon University, so I'm always trying to, you know, look out for the citizens to to learn and replace those that retire. I mean, that's a that's something that's going to happen. So we always have to be prepared for the next leader to come in. And it's a great thing to see so many Muscogee Creek citizens that have higher level jobs at our casinos because they will be our next leaders when when the others go away, retire, et cetera. So it's good to see that our tribal citizens are learning learning that pathway as well. It's good to see that you're looking to the future too. Sure, always. It makes good sense. There is another venue. And of course, American Road Trip Talk, as the name would imply, involves an enthusiasm for car culture, for motor sports, everything that fits into that category. And I see here that in, I want to make sure I get the name right. Is it Oak Mulgee, Oklahoma? Yes, sir. That's the capital of our tribe. Oh, it is. Okay. In Oak Mulgee, then you have, and here again, I'm going to have to uh, just uh, trust my instincts and looking at it phonetically here. Jandabeers Motorsports in Oak Mulgee. Jandabeers, if I've got that right. Dirt bike rentals, family riding, 170 acres of this. Tell us about that wonderful place. Yeah, you know, I've only heard about it. I live here in Old Mogi. My days are pretty packed, so I have yet to go out and actually use my five senses to experience it. But, you know, when I'm out in town and, and eating at our local establishments, I hear a lot of folks talk about this place. And, you know, from my understanding, it's it's pretty top notch. I think it's got a lot more progress to make and it's gonna it's gonna definitely put Old Mogi on the map as it gets larger. 
probably we're helping to get the word out now. That's Why right. not? You yes, know, sir. we anticipate more success. That's fantastic. All right. I've got a list here. There's so much there that I never knew about. I'm getting an education during this episode. How about the gathering place in Tulsa? 66 and a half acres worth of beautiful park with more than 100 unique experiences. Yes, a fabulous establishment. You know, my, my family and I have went out there and I mean, there's no way you can see it in a day. So it's right along our river, river walk there in Tulsa. And I mean, it's, it has so many outdoor features that I love it because my daughters get wore out playing on every little thing outside that they go home and sleep very well after that. But it's just a a good area to get out, enjoy nature and all the sights and sounds out there. It's, It's fabulous. In fact, the gathering place was voted the best city park in the United States in a USA Today competition. Now there are some bragging rights. That's exactly right, sir. And it's, it's great to have that right in our own reservation. And moving along, I'm trying to get all of this info out because people are going to want to come see you in Jenks, Oklahoma, and that's spelled J-E-N-K-S, Jenks, Oklahoma. There is the Oklahoma Aquarium, a first for me. I did not know in my ignorance. I did not know that there is a big aquarium in Oklahoma. And when I say big, it boasts 72,000 square feet, making it the largest aquarium attraction in a four-state area. Yes, sir. You know, Jinx Aquarium is amazing. You know, we, we, in my family, you know, we're always, uh, we, we pride ourselves in, in service to other people, you know. So my, my daughter is a Girl Scout, and she does her best to try to uphold her standards. And, you know, she's 10 years old, loves a Girl Scout, so... One of the the unique things about the Oklahoma Aquarium is they got to spend the night, her and several other little Girl Scout troops, and they all slept underneath the sharks because you have a a aquarium where the sharks, you can, I even went to a conference there in a meeting where the sharks are swimming right above the the meeting room. And it's, it's amazing to see how big these things are. And, you know, the whole time I'm wondering, I hope this glass doesn't have a crack in it or whatever the case, but, you know, just hearing these young ladies see these sharks and were able to actually sleep is a, is that's just a great story that they'll always remember. And, you know, I just say hats off to all the, all the employees and volunteers at the Oklahoma Aquarium because they set the standard in customer service and do a phenomenal job. That's it's just mind-boggling in this area that you would have such a variety and of cultural significance to attract people who may stay at the casino resort and the parents are having a wonderful time and the kids go out to the aquarium. I can see all of that coming together. It seems like what your nation offers is a holistic experience of the tribe, its culture, its land, its history. All of that is available and it's all accessible by auto. Yes, sir. That's right. You know, even here in Old Mogi, you know, it, it's uh, the capital of the Muscogee Creek Nation. We have 97,000 citizens that make up our tribe. And if you were, to, if you're familiar with national parks, our homelands being in Georgia, there's the Old Mogi Mounds. I think it's a national park in Macon, Georgia. 
that's, you know, our council building looks like a mound, just like out there at the Okmogi Mounds. So that's where we got our name. Okmogi followed us on the Trail of Tears and we established the capital of our of our tribe here in Okmogi. So we like to fly people into Tulsa, bring them down to Okmogi, you know, introduce them to our tribe, our, our complex area to where, you know, we do our business every day and where they can learn more and get embedded into our culture. And then we send them to, out to Tulsa and, and other lying areas within our tribe to learn more about us. All of it beautiful. I, the list goes on. If you go into Tulsa, have you ever been to the Philbrook Museum of Art, William? I have, yes. And, you know, done a, even in grade school, went out there, we would, we would review and look at the art and write papers on the art. And, you know, a lot of the artists are, are from here in our tribe. So it's great to see their artwork displayed and just to, you know, as I got older and got into tourism, I would go out and just look at the establishment and see the new exhibits, but really to talk to all the, the folks that are international visitors here. So it's great to talk to those folks. Absolutely. And if you're looking for artwork, if you would like some one-of-a-kind items, I might also throw in that you would be well advised to visit the Red Stick Gallery. Definitely. Red Stick Gallery is our tribal gift shop and every item in there for sale is made from a Muscogee Creek artist. So that's the unique thing for us by us that it's a phenomenal little gift shop and it, it has everything you need in there. And the workers are phenomenal. They do a great job of, of helping our artists get their name out there. William D. Lowe, a member of the Muscogee Creek Nation and even more than that, he is a tribal leader of renown and a man of great responsibilities, and you discharge them very well. Thank you so much, William. It's been a privilege to talk to you today. Gary, thank you for having me, and I wish you the best, sir. Thank you. And the same to you and yours. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk. Along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine, we remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American road.